to a new episode of the Corporate Happiness Show. And I just get always so excited with my guests and my superstar guest today. Her name is Chelsea and we met through the focus group uh, groups that I hold in researching, you know, burnout and happiness at work and whatnot. So welcome Chelsea and thanks again for being here and also for being in the focus group. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was really great to get together with you and some other people in our field and talk through all those ideas the other week. So uh, thanks so much. It was a great group, wasn't it? It, it was, was just, really I mean, group. every group is great, but I think like the harmony between the people was just really, really amazing. And what I love about these focus groups is that together there are so many potent things we're coming up with yet they're all like if you think about it it's all common sense what we're talking about but until it's said and somebody hears it it's not in their awareness so i feel like it's very potent to talk about happiness at work sure yeah it was very nice um too i think it's important to get unique perspectives from different people in different industries and different roles uh, in our group, somebody had a lot of focus in DE&I, and that, that really brought a unique perspective every time we were all answering our own perspectives, uh, the questions. Um, having having that different background is like really valuable. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I love, I just love these groups and meet so many good, you know, experts and whatnot. And just good people, you know, that want to do good in the world too. And uh, this show is all about that happiness at work. So you are a leader. You are a director of uh, people culture. Tell me a little bit what that means and what you do. It means everything. <laughs> I love it. You um, are everything to the world. I love it. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, I mean, it's a really great and exciting role. Um, I, um, I've, I've been in digital marketing agencies you know, my whole career doing people and culture. And I feel like, especially I, I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, this is, you know, not San Francisco, not New York. And so I was actually one of like the first people in my area to have a title, like director of people and culture. What does that look like? What does that shift from, um, traditional HR generalists yeah. that are really important, which I do a lot of them, but also wearing this hat and perspective and giving almost glasses to other members of our my team to say, I hear what you're saying. I hear the operational issue that we're having. I hear the task conflict things. And here's another filter to put on it. What is that person and that human feeling? How are they showing up? Um, what is the other things that they're carrying in? What are the communication conflict issues that they're having um, that add a whole different layer into how do we show up for the people that we work with? Um, and how do how do we as companies support the whole human? Because especially in the digital marketing area and creative fields, that is so much more important. You can't have uh, the quality of work that like Pixar puts out without yeah. maybe allowing the full human to show up at work and be completely who they are. Um, so it's yeah, a, it's if a, creative it's people are unhappy, it, it's not going to work. It's not going right. to work. And there's creativity in all different roles. I say it all the time. Yes. With my job. Like we create beautiful things, whether that's an amazing report on data or that's, you know, exactly. or that's something that's like a brand element that's going out there and is on a, you know, a digital ad or something like that. 
Yeah. I like what you just, like you completed this whole picture and like everyone is creative and every work can be creative and everyone wants to live a good life and a happy life, which is creativity really. <laughs> and uh, so which points out that people really need to be taken care of and happy in order to really thrive at what they're doing. So you're a specialist in many, many ways. Um, you have background of uh, creative copywriting, but then also that all that that business expertise in leading and culture and all that good juicy stuff. So how does your background help you with what you do and what makes that so valuable? Yeah, I um, <laughs> I think we're all a little like uh, self-judgmental and it took me a while in my life to get to the point where I recognized that my natural tendency to follow my curiosity in what I want to do, um, just life and research, uh, is what makes me uniquely capable in my, in my job. Um, I, I was a creative kid. My mom's a professional actress. I was in theater. I studied art history. I started working in event planning on like larger corporate scale, um, learned all this business aspect of that, um, with, you know, profits and loss and contracts and all these things. That yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, you know, went back to school and was studying advertising design and I'm a, a strong writer. And so I ended up being a brand copywriter and by being a brand copywriter, I was doing a lot of the foundational work that people and culture has, which is let's paint a picture of this environment that we want to create, how we want to show up, what our values are, what do we represent? Um, and so then when I decided, I was like, okay, I love being creative. I don't know that I want it to be my everyday stressor, <laughs> everyday thing that I'm doing. I want to apply it, but I want to apply it in a different way. Uh, and then I moved over you know, to an operational role and um, and that that grew into this this whole career of, of people and culture and, and building out this sort of unique aspect of how, how we show up. Uh, for people. I do think that one really nice thing about having been on a producer side, especially in the agency world, is I get it. When I talk to my employees, I know that uh, I know what that pain is like. I know what the creative angst is like. I know what um, trying to produce things on certain hours is like or communications. I just have a deeper understanding of the day-to-day -day challenges that they're facing because they've done it before. Um, and, uh, and then I get to put it through this this other filter that I have of being on leadership teams and seeing all the messiness under the carpet, I guess is what I'm like, there's I like all this that. stuff that's going on uh, business-wise and things to keep in mind. Uh, and I can partner those two things together to to hopefully give uh, some some great initiatives and, you know, uh, support and employee engagement and every unique Yeah, life. you have a really big picture and it's almost like what comes out towards me is like, you know, you're pinpointing creativity, you know, how important that actually is. And then also to honor creativity. And because in creativity comes a lot when you honor your creativity and other people's creativity, a lot of like, um, real amazing, like getting to know yourself, but also your strength. And you know, if you think about life, you know, when life, you know, just takes you on a ride, creativity helps you to find new solutions. So you're pinpointing not just on creativity. And I say, not just art is creative, you know, and it's not just, I take that back, but creative with colors with, you know, creative with crafting, but there is creative, um, 
there's being creative in life where you can come up with solutions and you're taking it even a step further and bringing your creativity and your understanding of it and respecting it to your job, meaning that people just really will feel safe with you because you know to honor and how, how, who they are in their creative state, right? I love that you're pulling out the creativity part again. And I'm yes. going to go back to the word curious um, because I was just working with my director of operations this morning. And um, both her and I do a really good job of applying creativity to our work and our problem solving. And we start by getting curious. We're always asking more questions and saying, maybe I'm showing up to the table with an assumption or perspective and I need to shift it and being and leaning into it like it's creativity. It's an art of going, I can turn this multiple different ways. Yes. And maybe if I see it from this other perspective, if I open up my empathy and understand this person a little bit more, and it helps us bring different solutions to the table that identify maybe the real pain points that we, we need to get, uh, get to. Um, so yes, very much. It can yeah, be, it can be like a very that. creative, <laughs> very creative role uh, to suss out and understand what is it that these people really that I work with really need. Um, again, making assumptions, I can do that all day, but really figuring out and digging in and, and it's not always the obvious stuff. You know, like, yeah, and you know, always. making assumptions comes from our old recordings, our feelings, our ways mm -hmm. uh, of experiencing the world. But when you're curious, actually, you're throwing yourself out into the bigger picture, right? What else could there be? And in, I mean, in reality, you know, without curiosity, there is not much creativity. So it goes hand in hand. And I like how you actually take something that you know, being curious, a lot of people say, oh, don't do that. You know, that gets you, you stay in your lane and you know how we used to do things and creativity, which is always, or no, not always, but a lot of times looked at as a little bit like it doesn't have a space in work, you know, and it's a little bit on the weak spot, spot and whatnot. You know, it's not tough and rough, <laughs> kind of like how you yeah. taking these two ways of being and living curiosity and creativity and you're putting it action packaging it and putting it into the corporate world mm -hmm. and that to me is a really is a very heart open way of actually doing business i i just i think it's fascinating how you do that really i feel like I, that thank you yeah i really think that in order to to show up in this type of position, this people and culture type of position, you have to abandon a lot of the red tape of what HR is considered, um, especially in a lot of um, more corporate environments. I get it, there's rules and things that we need to follow, there's laws and stuff, but if we define the work that we do by constantly making sure we're not like breaking a rule or like that's <laughs> the red tape or whatever, we just we just run into not really being empathetic and not really showing up and not really listening to what is the room telling us what are the people around us you know saying um and then we don't end up showing up cre creatively with with other solutions um 
it, the red tape makes this assumption that we like figured out how to do HR and people stuff like 50 years ago and that was all correct and right and that's just exactly. not reality at all no it's um, not reality it's not it's an invitation this these times it's been a long time happening but these times are an invitation to be creative and curious about what other ways there could be and that means listening to the people and talking to the people so how do you think these times COVID and all that i know in a focus group you brought up amazing viewpoints how do you think it changed everything and like you know with people working from remote and COVID in itself right and all the experiences that people had privately tell me a little bit more about what you think about that this is one of my most like i'm so fascinated by this area of study right now i'm a little obsessive about it Anybody will talk to me to talk about it. <laughs> Please um, keep obsessing. I love it. We need it. <laughs> I, I actually finally participated in a webinar the other day and I was like sharing it with everyone because that person was finally saying things that I felt like I was going around and saying. I sit in, in tons of webinars. I'm constantly educating myself and especially now. And I've sat in on more um, piece of, of advice for HR people on what to do with everybody's burnout and COVID and everything. And it's the same stuff that they were saying like before the pandemic. And I, I want to be like, you guys are we're really missing the point because this is completely unique and different. And we have to recognize that for two years, we as humans sat in a state of fear of for our own lives, for the lives of people that we love, we had to cancel weddings and we didn't get to sit with our friend who had a baby and we we didn't do birthday parties and we didn't do book clubs and we didn't do whatever the connection things that we did and we sat in this this state of fear and now we have psychological issues coming out of that and our people are very uh what i'm what i'm seeing is this this rubbing against this conflict between the integrity that we have for our work and our jobs americans are obsessive about their jobs we spend ridiculous amounts of time working the millennial culture followed their passions into their jobs and we want to do that and do that well and we want the certainty of our work and then this other side of us wants change and freedom and to break away and to appreciate our lives outside of work and we are having this internal conflict with ourselves and we're seeing it show up in people this great reshuffle of people jumping to jobs which is hopefully slowing down a little bit as an HR person my head is like I can't hire any more people yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, people are shifting around jobs they're asking for more respect of their time they're putting different types of boundaries up this quiet quitting idea that really is just for those who are doing it correctly and still have integrity is just setting some boundaries up yes um we're, we're just seeing people figure out the investment of themselves in a different way and we as companies need to be ahead of that and show up for people and um and i think it's our responsibility to help support this shift as an as a culture like Absolutely. a north american culture to not burn our humans and people out it, i mean it relates to so many things the health of our nation in general oh um, yeah health of our families and our relationships and our communities and our connections and those things are critical and vital um 
uh, to to our lives and just to to the the future who we are. Um, and see, I go down this path and I just start pulling in more and more stuff. But yes. I'm listening to Stolen Focus by Johan Hari, and he was talking about how the our inability to focus um, also impacts our society because we don't have the brain energy anymore to focus on the things that are really crucial and important in Absolutely. our world. Yeah. We can't get invested in, um, and they, they aren't political, but like people investing time and energy and going, how can we help support our environment? Can't do it when we're burnt out all the time in everything yeah. else that we're doing. And our focus is being constantly stolen and taken away everywhere else. Exactly. So I think these things are just so important and so compound and this pandemic made it even more clear that there is not a boundary between the human you roll out of bed as and the human that shows up two hours later on your first Zoom call. They're the same person. Yes. Holding all of these feelings yes. and emotions and these struggles and, and what have you. Um, and we have to recognize that it's it's both. I like to take a deep breath. I like <laughs> what you say because I'm a big believer in that you are a wholesome being and as that wholesome being you're doing your life and in your life you're working in private and that but you're not one person here one person there and this whole leave everything outside of work and then show up as this empty shell it never worked but no. it's even more now that mm -hmm. it doesn't work and it's kind of interesting that you said focus because i have a podcast it's called the weekly freak and it's more on the how to live just really happy mindful and conscious and this week's uh, podcast and they're very short and this week's podcast was from unfocused to happy you know, mm -hmm. it's because the focus is such yeah. a, an amazing tool, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's I like how you said focus and um, everything you say. I just yeah, I stand behind it, in front of it, next to it, <laughs> on top of it, underneath. I just like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I want to hear more. So you are also doing your master's in psychology. And when I read that, I'm like, ooh, I love her even more. So tell me a little bit about that and how that helps you you and um mm -hmm. because it seems for you that is is your passion it is my passion um it is a program that i i have just been starting this year so i'm right here, right in the beginning of ramping into the program but it i spent a good two three years thinking where do i want to study what do i want to study um i thought about uh, an mba at one point because i definitely have a business side um but the human psychology side needed to be there more for me. I had thought at one point, one of my favorite parts of my job is consultation. I love sitting down with uh, an individual and talking through whatever they're going through and uh, helping put some tools into place. Since I, I have like a running list of like every yeah. book and tool that I've ever, I'm like, hey, try this, let's try this. I love that part. So um, I had thought, you know, maybe the, that life coach kind of path, like was that the direction I was going to go in? And uh, I really recognized that it's about applying uh, psychology, human understanding um, for in the individual, uh, and then applying that to the workplace. And how can a, how can we support uh, that structure and growth in a really unique way? So uh, I'm excited to actually this whole rant that I've gone you know now about like <laughs> the psychology and the pandemic and everything is really where I'm hoping um, I'm on a thesis track. I'm really hoping that that'll end up going into my research because I. I just have a lot of passion of understanding different people and the backgrounds we come from, 
the different generational uh, yes changes with yeah. uh, you know what the the Xers versus the, the elder millennials uh, versus the the millennial millennials and the the Gen Zs are all doing and how they're showing up different ways to the table um, and then this like psychological aspect of like the world changing and the existential crisis we had and kind of applying all those to the new workplaces that we have which for a lot of people are completely remote so um so it's really a, it's it, it took a, a long time coming of like okay do I, this is a direction i want to go in but i think adding in um you know additional education is always a good thing and important and being able to bring a unique perspective and get to write about it and then um yeah i hope someday that i can keep sharing and teaching myself you know to all these things that i learned um you know, to I love it. Yeah. Love it. And it's like what what's really just so springing out in this is about you and what you talk about is that you're looking at this in the I say it again in the bigger picture for mm -hmm. humanity. We're in a big shift and it's such an incredible shift. It's a it's a chance. It's a to make everything better for people because without the people there's really no business. There's right. nothing there. And to humanize everything and to get off that boat, especially like you said in America of do 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 faster, 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 more, 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 you know, because I'm from Switzerland and uh, I lived in Europe in many countries in Europe, you know, all my life. And it's just a little different there because mm -hmm. you, you really, you really are a human being. And it's important that you take vacation. You have to take your vacation. Right. And, um, but even there things shifted a little bit away from that, you know, and is that because a lot of times, you know, these countries are also looking at America, right? It's like, oh, they, right, we follow them and they, but they're not looking at that. It's kind of crumbling too, that people are dropping left and right, being tired and just can't do this anymore. So I like your message about bringing to the table a deeper understanding and a betterment that actually serves the bigger picture of humanity. And that's really what we're about because business is no different. It's a human a space where humans work and it's an organism and you got to keep it healthy, right? Yeah, um, that made me think of, I, I feel that so much. I was listening to one of Brene Brown's podcasts um, and I am blanking on his first name. His last name is Sunshine. And I am completely blanking on her name. It'll come to me. Um, but they were talking about um, it was a little bit earlier this year, and it was really the coming uh, out. And Brene was bringing her the people in her company back in person. But they were talking about the level of stress that had happened in the previous year, and the percentage of people who were physically ill, physically ill, from their stresses at work was very, very high. And I think maybe it hits and resonates with me really personally because I was one of those those people. Like I had physical illness symptoms from just my stress level being being so high. And as I said, these things all feed into one another. Yes. Our society, you know, to how we take care of people who are sick and um and and the healthcare and then what we have to do as a society to support one another if we're making people ill at work. And, and ill either physically or mentally, um, we're we're not doing we're not doing ourselves the very best service. Yeah, um, it actually yeah. highlights. It's an invitation to betterment and it and to be curious and creative, <laughs> come right. up with new solutions. Right. And also, it highlights actually how far off we are because we can't. It's not sustainable, really. So, right. hey, so you have a talk, 
and it's called i wrote it down a million little moments and it actually was voted as a favorite and tell us a little bit about that and in short i know the talk is probably going to longer than the podcast should but um tell us a little bit about uh, what it's about and a couple points in it because i really if, if it's recorded somewhere also tell where people can yeah. listen to it Absolutely. I'm really big fan of the HR tool, Bamboo HR, hashtag not sponsored. Um, <laughs> they're, they're a really great tool and they hold a really great virtual um, summit uh, uh, each year. And uh, I've attended the one that they did in person as well. Um, but I got the opportunity in 2022 to, to, to speak at it, um, which was very exciting, very fun. Uh, I have what I call kind of my own little personal brand, uh, a million little moments, and it'll It'll feed into everything. Love it. Love about. it. Yes. But one of the things I realized early on in my career, I was having a lot of anxiety over this desire to like control the culture of my company. And I didn't understand how I would like, I would implement an initiative and it just like wasn't making the impact. And I was hearing, you know, hearing things through, through other people and channels. And I was like, this isn't like, why can't I control this situation that we were in and and the, the company was feeling a little bit some people were feeling some apathy it was like it wasn't going in a great direction i was like i want to turn this around um and i started to recognize that it wasn't the big things it was the little moments that were happening for people and if i really dove in and tried to create processes that created consistency over time even if i was hands-off they were like almost working for me the people uh, and their experiences spider web out to one another. So yeah. I end up supporting somebody and kind of put a tool out there and it might be really small. It could be just how I show up in the room. It could be just how I deliver feedback, but that really in that little thing impacts somebody so much that then that's how they show up in a different room or how they share a piece of information to somebody else. And it all like, yes, little effects out and the goal uh, you're never going to be perfect. The goal is to have more positive moments than the, the negative ones and to put a ton of empathy into understanding when a negative one is going to happen and how can we make that land a little bit better. Um, yes. So the talk was a lot about a lot of the things that we've been we've been discussing. The whole human shows up to work and we have to understand that um, we've our our psychologists and our sociologists have done the work first in the past they've shown us maslow's hierarchy of needs we do know that safety is like the core thing at the bottom how do we recognize those basic human needs in the workplace first and know that our teammates are showing up every day on a base level asking if they're safe yes. uh, if they're okay that our our person might show up today and something might be very uncertain in their life outside of work. Maybe there's an issue with their home and their physical exactly. home safety is not okay. Maybe there's something going on with a family member. Maybe something financially feels very insecure and they're showing up with all of those feelings too. And they're looking for reassurance in their workplace constantly that things are going well. And only when we can create an environment of safety and support in that way, um, on all the different levels, on the compensation, on the job explanation, on the clarity, on the communication. It's only when we hit all those things that we can actually hit that top level where we get the most maximum creativity out of people because oh, everything absolutely. else is super taken care of. Um, 
that's a brief bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like talk. it. Um, but I... uh, it, it was a it was a, a talk on the recognition of that. Um, it can be found online. There is a um, there's a portal that Bamboo created with all the top talks from their different summits. So you can do a little search and find it and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I want to do that. Listeners <laughs> should actually do that. And when you brought up safety, something that really stuck out to me is like, you know, the the whole meaning of safety at work changed. Mm-hmm. And it's important, you know, it used to be having a job, it used to be getting paid, but it's actually way beyond that, like you just highlighted, you know, it's also like, can I go to work and I'm safe with the way I feel today? Right? Can I be open? Can I just, you know, without being judged or whatnot? Can I just be me the way I am in my life right now and show up as such? Because yes, pay is very important too. And days off and whatnot is important too. But ultimately, it's this it's it's it shifted from like a space that has to be safe to a feeling. I need to feel safe and that's for everyone a little bit different but it's not difficult to really create it's really back to basics let the humans be humans you know and that i think starts with it always starts with the leadership because if the leaders show up as that then suddenly the people are saying well wait a minute yeah okay i can do that too right because it's one thing to just create it or to just say it, but then not the leadership not pulling with it. I think it's a whole value that has to be set from the top, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. You just made me think of, uh, well, kind of See, two related we things. are super creators yeah. together. <laughs> absolutely. So you made me think about, um, you were like, it shifted. Yes, it did shift. Um, without choice, most of us had to open our entire homes, our backgrounds, the children screaming, our husband or wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or partner or roommate sitting right next to us uh, doing work. We had to like open this whole thing up and put it like on a screen (laughs) to other people. And like how scary like level of like boundary changed when the work office became the home office, right? And then you said leadership level. And then I thought about um, the one of the videos that kind of went viral was a guy was sitting on a video call, maybe it was a <laughs> or something. And he got up because his kid tried to open the door or something. And he stood up and he was wearing, then, yeah. uh, he was wearing basketball shorts. And he, <laughs> he sat down and he was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. And the guy who was interviewing him or the boss got up to get coffee and he's like, not a problem. And he was also wearing like basketball <laughs> shorts with this button up. And it was like, that, that's a leader who knows to show up. Yes, that is so amazing. That's okay. I'm going to put it out there because we are all in <laughs> Yeah, we're all in it together. Yeah, and you and know, then suddenly it's not a nightmare anymore because it's like, okay. It's like, and that's and what, it, yes. that is what a million little moment is. That yes. moment for that person, whether they hired them or it was his boss, what have you, that lasts for people, that human interaction. It's like tokens in a, in a jar that like later when something's stressful or hard, or, you know, something doesn't go as planned, it's okay because you've like, you've gained credit with one another because you've shown up for one another as humans, not just a place that demands everything out of you and just drains you. 
Yeah, and I will not ask you to stand up right now. I will not ask. <laughs> I will be. I will be honest. I am. I am wearing some Lululemons. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm wearing jean shorts. So there you go. Take that. That is reality. No, but I like that really. Yeah, that that you brought that up with the video. As funny as it is, it just shows. It highlights right how important it is that leadership really does that. So how do you keep yourself so centered that you can show up with such a big heart because I see it I I read people's energy so I do all this <laughs> good stuff so I just see that you're having a really really big heart that it really matters to you and how you show up but also that you're very aligned in who you are you're very settled you know rooted and settled well how do you do that every day because you are there right there listening to people's problems and and all that and i know curiosity and creativity is important but how else do you keep yourself in an aligned state so you can show up and actually do the marvelous work that you actually are doing that's not easy and not something that comes on right away and i've gone through periods where i've I've had to check myself on how personally and how deeply I was taking some things. Yes. Um, so that took a lot of effort. I mean, very transparently, I have a life coach that I've had for four years and I, uh, our, and I see her every, every two weeks. And it's, it's a crucial part of me being able to get out a lot of my up and, um, and, and then, and then establishing establishing boundaries, which is what everybody's talking about. But I definitely, I definitely have to do that. And I make that, that choice. I'm very confident in what I'm able to help bring to the table for people. And I'm here to listen and help and provide and su supportive tools. Um, and I do care. I care personally. Um, I can tell. Yeah. I'll challenge directly when I need to. I care personally. Um, I obviously have a passion for it. Um, but I also frequently go, okay, like you did what you could there. Like, you gotta like go on to the next thing and just um just yeah establish some of those own mental health tools to, which to brings not... back to the place again that you're doing it too so that people can look right. up to you and say oh she's doing that she's not thinking that she got to do it by herself either she's doing self-care she's getting the support and help she needs and that's really what we were just talking about you know it's 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 from leadership all the way down and if you manage people it's it's a people job it's not a number job it's important in how the values that you have and how you show up because people will notice that and people will feel safe when they can say oh she's doing that too leadership is doing that too especially for people that come from an unsafe you know space or job and they come into the new space they may not trust this right away but if they see it right and then they start feeling it and then they start trusting and suddenly it's normal for people so kudos to you that you're also like showing this and that you're saying hey this is what i do and you know yeah. this works and it's good and yeah, do you share that with people freely at work Oh, absolutely. Just had a conversation <laughs> recently about, um, I have multiple conversations where I'm honest about the type of, of work that, that I do on myself personally and really showing up as my authentic self. And I set my expectations with the rest of my team too, even from on, from getting of onboarding, 
I, I make it clear that I want them to be able to show up completely themselves and what my capacity is here to help support them uh, and that I am a safe space and I will be a lockbox for information if I need to or um, or I can help them problem solve if they need to. So I'm very transparent with people. I think showing up, again, it takes a lot of that work. You have to do a lot of personal work to get to a point where oh, you feel it's, comfortable you've got to do it for you to show yeah. up authentically. And I still don't get it right constantly. I mean, we all have imposter syndrome situations or, you know, what have you. Um, but being able to get to a place where you show up authentically and to recognize if the environment that you're in, like your environment is a choice. We all choose and make the environment that we sit in. And so if something is not right and it is not allowing you to be your best self, like something else needs to change. And it's not a you thing, <laughs> Just, you know? Yes. You Like we... I have been in a place before where the environment was wrong and I lost my voice and I felt very small and yeah. I wasn't able to be my best self. And when I moved out of that environment to a new one that trusted me and put me in the rooms that I was able and like listened to me when I spoke, I was like, oh, <laughs> and all this amazing, like, all this yes. myself came out and I discovered more about me and what my interests and passions were. And it, it only snowballed on itself. Um, that's so. the thing yeah and you're part of it that's the thing and then just to be honest to yourself and say it's not working here it's the environment right. or to say okay i'm not happy what can i do and bring to the table right and mm -hmm. create some sort of change too so as a last question because we're kind of like running over a little <laughs> bit but i know people will want to hear more of you so as a last question it's like so it's a big subject happiness at work it's a big subject. What does it really mean to you? What do you think? What comes to your mind? Happiness at work. I think that's a tricky word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I'm just going to say it. I think if we set our expectation of being happy every single time with every single thing and elated that like, that's, that's not what we're going to get. Um, we should be like we should be comfortable at work and fulfilled by the work that we're doing. We should feel safe. Um, we we should be having fun. Yeah. <laughs> My director of ops and I talk about that a lot. Like I'm showing up, I'm having a good time. Um, you should be able to leave. You're not going to leave every meeting or every project. It's not all going to go well, but feeling like you're contributing to something, feeling fulfilled, liking the other people that you work with, um, feeling that support, those all contribute to that like general feeling of, of happiness. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. At, at work. And I mean, it also is like happiness in, in general, in life, at work, whatnot. It's part, you know, it's a part of embracing what is. Right. You know, and not dwelling in the negative all the way. And then also, like you said, you know, these little things in life, you can shift yourself with so many little things and whatnot. Happiness doesn't mean that everything is always has to be flowery, <laughs> you know, like that. But it's it means that you're actually finding a good way of sustaining, you know, your life and your work. And in general, you are really embracing what's going on. And I yeah. feel that I, I feel like that is really happiness when you just kind of find satisfaction in things, right? right. You can't, yeah. you can't know the highs without lows. Yeah. Uh, if you just sit kind of in the middle and just numbed out all the time, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't have that balance. And that's the, that's the exciting part of life, you know, like, all these different uh yeah. challenges to face but um yeah 
Yeah, and you know, like yesterday I was asked about, so what was it, what was a really not the very good or the worst advice business that you ever gotten and why was it so bad, Jacqueline? And I wrote and I said, well, so and so, so and so, and um, didn't, I'm not going to go into details now. And I said, but ultimately that was, yeah, sure, it was not the right advice because it didn't fit who I am, but it shot me so much into like, no, heck no, I'm not going to do that, that I actually aligned with who I am, which makes it actually the best advice that I've ever gotten because it shot me right into what I really needed to do and that was successful so and to really like and to me that's happiness you know to me that's happiness to find gold in everything really and then to move forward so well thank you for being on the show I mean we could chit we could chit chat (laughs) for hours and i think we should have definitely a follow-up episode soon so where can people find you and connect with you um definitely on linkedin um uh, chelsea stone rock it's i i think i'm the only human on earth with that name um, <laughs> 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 it would be very easy to find i'll definitely would be happy to connect with anybody on there and um excellent yeah i invite everyone to connect with you because your journey is just so incredible and your what you say is super and i mean obviously you keep studying and your research and everything so i can't wait to see what's coming because i know it will help the big picture and humanity so thank you for being on the show thanks so much and the listeners yeah i appreciate you too and the listeners thank you for listening i hope you got a good few laughs out of it and some inspiration and maybe even some things that touched your heart and that you can take deeply to your heart and move forward as we said as different as new and as just more happy and uh, more understanding for everything so thanks so much